Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. In today's episode, Josh was asking you one simple question. Are you having a good time? You know, if you're having a good time, well, that's the vibration really of ease and acceptance. And it's more aligned with who you truly are. The thing is, when you have these desires and these ideals that you really want to manifest, you're not really having a good time because you're waiting for these things you lack to manifest in your reality so you'll feel better and then have a good time. Well, you're off on vibration there. You're in the vibration of lack and not having it and not allowing yourself to feel good until you do have it. So Joshua explains here how having a good time and taking it easy and not taking things seriously is the vibration of everything you want. I think we'll really get a great deal out of this one. Before we begin, we have a new boot camp starting on October 17th. It is about three weeks away, two and a half weeks away. Um, it is a life-changing experience. It's eight weeks long. There is a lot going in it. Once you're in the boot camp, you're in for life, so you don't have to worry about doing it all. No one really does do it all the first time around. You get a chance to see it again from a different perspective once you've gone through the first boot camp. And it's really a case of doing it uh, you know, several times and really getting the most out of it. Every time you go through it, you move to a higher level of perspective. And once you're in the boot camp, it's free for life. So people do it six, seven, eight times. It's uh, really a, it becomes a way of life. So that's going to start soon. The uh, only way to get into it is to have a conversation with me or maybe someone else, uh, depending on our schedules. But the first step is to send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. I'll send you a bit of information and then we'll go to the next step. So push past that fear. This is an inspired idea for you. You will have fear about it. You'll worry about the time. You'll worry about you know, money. You'll worry about all these things. Uh, a lot of people worry about, you know, the changes that might take place when they raise their perspective. That's the last thing to worry about. In fact, all of it's the last thing to worry about because it always works out. You'll, you are inspired. You have the idea. Fear pops up. The fear is the illusion. So whatever that fear is for you, that's just an illusion. You can push past the fear to do what you're inspired to do, and you will see these benefits that you can't even imagine. So it's unimaginable from your perspective what will happen. I couldn't imagine what would happen from my perspective when I took the first boot camp uh, in 2018. Uh, since then, everything in my life has radically improved, radically gone to levels that I couldn't imagine at the time. And uh, it's such an interesting thing because that was just four years ago and every single change that's taken place is everything I always wanted. You'll see that when you get through it, <laughs> you can't really see it until you get through it. So you just have to act on a little bit of faith there. But you know that your inner self is calling you towards this. This is how you found the podcast. This is why you're listening now. So uh, send an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you some information. All right. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's get going. We're thrilled to be here. We're not really that thrilled. We had something else to do, but you sucked us in because you have questions. And even though you have questions, we have come to talk about something completely different than what you want to talk about. We have come to talk about the intentionality of your journey of self-discovery. Are you doing it intentionally? Are you doing it by accident? Are you haphazard? Are you having fun? Are you getting serious? Are you thinking things have to happen in a certain way? Are you trying to make things happen? Are you trying to manifest your desires? Are you holding on to ideals? Are you thinking things should be a certain way? Are you having a good time? And this is really the crux of the question because in this having a good time, in this understanding that there's nothing serious going on here, in this ability to just be light and easy and effusive and 
just generally go with the flow of what's going with life. Well, you found the secret to this life. The secret is not to take anything seriously. The secret is not to get in the way of your own journey of self-discovery or any fun that you might have. You get in the way of your own fun. Why? Because you think things have to be a certain way and you're holding onto this ideal and you think, wow, if that ideal manifests, then I'll really be happy and successful and secure and people will like me, love me, appreciate me, all that stuff. But that's not true. You're not here for validation. You're not here to get anything done. You're not here to manifest any desire that you think is out there. You're here to go with the flow of what you intended for this life. And all that intention was set prior to your birth. Anyway, you don't know what that is. No one's going to tell you what that is. It's not outside you. It's inside you. And even if you discover what that is, it's not going to make a difference, not a bit of difference. Because if you're holding on to the fact that, ooh, I got to make things happen in a certain way, well, you're just looking off to the left when everything you want is on the right. All you got to do is go with the flow. That's it. Well, what's the flow of life? The flow is where you're being led. The flow is what you are doing. The flow is what you have already done. The flow is you really, 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 really want to be here. You really want to mix it up and sort it and have judgments and get pissed off and then get excited and have things happening to you so you could look at them and see yourself in a new way. And that's the journey of self-discovery. All it is is being aware that that's what you're doing. Once you're aware that you're on this journey of self-discovery, then everything else takes care of itself. The only time that it was a problem of any sort or any situation whatsoever was when you were thinking it should have been different than it is. Now imagine you think it was always perfect. Can you imagine the difference between thinking it's always perfect and thinking it should be different than it is? Well, that's a different vibration, isn't it? It's the vibration of perfection. Guess what? This universe is perfect. Guess what? You're perfect. If you get on board with that vibration or that idea or that concept whatsoever in any small, minute way, you've just found the secret to life. The secret is there's an illusion out there. It's causing you to feel separated. It's causing you to want things. It's causing you to make things happen. And it's causing you to judge it. Good. You're going with that. Now, if you knew that was what was happening, guess how much easier this life would be? If you knew you're going to judge things, everything, every day, that you're going to make decisions based on this judgment, that you're going to take action based on this judgment, that you're going to mess things up and then put things together again and then discover every day more and more about yourself. If you knew that, well, then you've discovered the key to life. So you can't make a mistake, can you? Because all you're doing is experiencing it. And with each experience, you get to know something more about yourself. Now, you might think you're wrong. That's not true. You might think you've made a mistake. That's never happened. You might think you failed in the past because you didn't live up to the standards of other humans. Well, where were they? They're in fear too. So you can't live up to their standards because their standards are control. So just do what feels right to you. Let the chips fly where they may. Maybe you set an intention. Maybe you... You come in with an idea that you want things to go well or you want to just be easy about it. Well, that's great. See what happens when that happens. Make experiments. Test it out. See if there is a better way to live and you'll find it yourself. You see, because you're unique. No one else has ever been anything like you. No one else will ever be anything like you. You have created a unique life for you. In that unique life, you have a unique perspective in every moment. You have a unique reality in every moment. You have a unique experience of that reality. Each of you on the call now, each of you listening at a later date, have a unique experience of this call. Each of you will ask questions and each of you will have a desire to move forward and that's fine wherever that is. You can't stop this progress. You can't stop learning about yourself. You cannot do things any differently than you're doing them. So give up all that control and just have a lot of fun. And with that, we would like to talk to you about 
anything you'd like to talk about, who'd like to start? May I start? Susie. Hi. I don't really have a, I've been asked myself how to ask this question since a little while. Uh, on Monday, we have election here in my province. I'm kind of searching for insight because like you just said, I think is voting like a way to control because I really don't feel inspired to vote. But as they say, a good citizen should go and vote. <laughs> Otherwise, you just shut up and don't argue after. But my feeling is I'm not inspired for those candidates out there. I'm not inspired with the party out there. So I feel like if I'm being authentic, then I'm not inspired. I shouldn't go. And um, on the other side, if I don't go, then I have to accept what's there. So if I look at it as a higher perspective, I'm thinking like whoever's going to be, who's going to win is for my highest good. It's for me and for the other people. So if I just accept that as they're showing me my limiting beliefs that what I have, because it's a reflection of myself anyway. So if I accept that and just love what's out there, I'm healing more than if I go against my myself, my authenticity, go out and vote. Like, I don't know, does that make sense? I don't really have a question. I'm looking for answer. Here's our answer. We just dropped the microphone because that was the most brilliant statement we've ever heard ever by anyone ever. Yes, if you're not inspired to vote, why would you? Because someone told you you should? Because that's the, they want you to be a good citizen, like a good girl and a good everything else that they want you to be? It's absolutely nonsense. If you're inspired to vote and if you get joy out of it and it's fun for you, you like going down there and standing in line and seeing all the people and getting to that little booth and choosing people that you've never heard of before and just picking random things and throwing it in there and then thinking that would have anything to do with anything. If that's fun for you, that's what you should do. Awesome. That's inspiration. That's fantastic. If you're not inspired to do that, well, guess what? If you are not doing it, you're not doing it. And so any idea that you should have done something differently is made up in your mind and it's causing you some disconnection. We would say that generally that any form of control whatsoever would be based in fear. Now, it's certainly nice to have the idea that you could vote if you wanted to, sort of like saying it's nice to have the idea that you could buy insurance if you wanted to or you could wear your seatbelt if you wanted to. And if you did, great. And if it was fun, fantastic. But what you're doing is you're choosing one person over another person based in some future that you have no idea in the world is going to happen. You're also separating yourself from everyone else who voted for everyone else on the other side of that. I choose this candidate. This candidate I think is going to be right. It's going to get me what I need by security and my lower taxes and my better roads and all these things. And you don't know what's going to happen in six months. You don't know what's going to turn out. Gary's always had this idea that hopefully his candidate won't win because then he won't see his candidate on the news getting lambasted at every turn. It's much more fun to see the other party's candidate on there getting lambasted at every turn. He came to this realization that it's never going to matter. For most of the cases, it'll never matter anyway. So is it fun to go down there and sit in the polling booth and, and spend that time? For certainly, for many people it is but not for him. Certainly for many people, they get a nice feeling out of contributing and being part of their civic duty. Not for him. 
he made a decision that he wasn't going to do waste any more time doing that or jury duty or any of these things that society says is good and right and proper. He opted out of that. Why did he opt out of it? Because to him, it wasn't fun. To others, it's fantastic. It's a great day off. You can go spend your time in a courtroom if you'd like to do jury duty. If you'd like to go vote, you can wear that little sticker and you can feel proud of yourself. Awesome. But if you understand the nature of physical reality, it just doesn't make sense anymore. These things are not really up to you individually. It's not going to apply to you individually. If you opt out of it, it won't have anything to do with you. Things will go on as they go on. But by saying, I must have this candidate win, I'm going to donate money, I'm going to spend my time efforting and struggling to affect some outcome that you think will get you closer to your ideal, well, that's the same kind of nonsense that any other effort and struggle would be doing. The ideal, what are you basing that on? Something someone told you, something you saw in a movie, something society thinks is good? You're basing it on some imaginary possibility where you think, if this thing happens, I'll feel good. And you effort and struggle your way to that ideal, whatever it may be, a candidate, a job, a marriage, a set of financial conditions. It doesn't matter what it is because you're in the position of, or the vibration of, or the perspective of lack. I lack a million dollars. That's why I want a million dollars. I have this ideal that a million dollars would mean something. So I effort my struggle my way 40 years in this job I hate to get a million dollars. When I get the million dollars, I'll look back and I'll think, well, I could have probably done something else with that time. It wasn't a lot of fun. But who's going to tell you that fun is the sweet spot of life? Well, no one who wants to control you would say that. They would say, no, you have to be this, you have to be that, and you have to be good, and you have to be right, and you have to be virtuous, and you have to be moral, and you have to be all these things. If that's not fun for you, then you can opt out of it. Only do what's fun for you. Now, if you think you're supposed to do something and you opt out of that, you must be clear on why you're doing it. You must be clear on the belief structure that's asking you or, or motivating you to do something like this. If you have a belief structure that says, oh my gosh, I have to go out there and vote. I have to wear that little sticker. I have to go into work and show everyone that I voted. I have to show my church and my community and all these things. Otherwise, they will not respect me. Well, then you got a little work to do. It's probably not a good idea for you to opt out. You may have to go in and do this thing until you've worked on your belief structure. But if you can soften that a bit and realize all of this was created by a society in fear. That society was great. It was necessary. And most people are abiding by that society. It's keeping things together while they get to a point where they can start thinking about their journey of self-discovery and the ethereal nature of physical reality. That's all awesome. But you're all at a different level here. Whether you're on this call now or listening at a later date, you're starting to see it for what it really is. And then these questions are coming to you and they make perfect sense. And so when you look at any aspect, any institution in your society and say, is this a form of control? Well, if it's a form of control, I would like to opt out of that because I want to release control. I do not want to effort and struggle anymore. I want to have fun like I did when I was a child. I want to take it easy and less serious. And this is not one of those easy, less serious ideas. This is something that, well, frankly, I sort of got programmed to believe was a good thing. But 
Statistically, I realize that my vote doesn't matter whatsoever. And in most cases, by the time I even enter the ballot box, it's already decided. So what do I do? I do what I do with everything else in life. I just go with what is. I just accept what is. I'm not settling for anything, you see. I'm accepting it as is, as this is the foundation or the starting line of what I'm going to do next, of what I'm interested in, of, what, of where I actually want to go in this life, of where my pre-birth intentions are taking me. I'm accepting what is, and then I'll get inspiration. And maybe I get the inspiration to run for office. Wouldn't that be crazy? But maybe I don't. Maybe I get the inspiration to do something that is not imaginable from where I am now. There is no ideal, ideal. There is no example for what I'd like to experience. What I'd like to experience is my unique journey of self-discovery. Well, since I'm unique and that journey is unique, then any ideal outside of me would be placing a limit on that journey. Because if I have this ideal I'm holding on to, whatever that ideal is, I'm going to receive inspiration and I'm going to check it against that ideal. If it seems like that inspired idea is going to get me closer to my ideal, sure, I'll push past fear there. But if it doesn't seem like it's working towards that ideal, I'm going to discount it and not do it. Well, that's the issue here. Once you've gotten to this level of perspective, you're going to start getting a lot of inspiration and things will start moving much more quickly. The density of physical reality is at lower levels of perspective. You've raised out of that density and into a lightness of physical reality where things are happening quickly, where you're getting inspiration, where manifestation events are coming, where you get to process your limiting beliefs, where you get to go with the flow of this. What is the flow of this? Imagine a journey of self-discovery. You have a mental construct. You have a certain perspective. That journey is always to a different mental construct and an elevated perspective of yourself within your reality. That's what the journey is. So if you're not allowing your mental construct to be malleable, if you're holding rigidly on your idea of what you, who you are and, and what your life is all about, if you're not elevating your perspective, well, manifestation events have to come to show you the limiting beliefs because it's those limiting beliefs that are holding you back. It's those limiting beliefs that are keeping you from moving forward as you intended prior to your birth. And so manifestation events designed by your inner self, designed by your guidance supporters, created through the co-creative ability of the universe are coming to you to show you limiting beliefs so that you can see what you were doing in the past and then come to realizations just like this. Oh my God, I've been voting my whole life. Now I realize this is not part of my unique journey of self-discovery. So I can opt out of that, save that mental energy and just focus on where I'm going individually and uniquely. That's good. I have a, my son is going on 14 in the next month. And he's really interested in all this political stuff since two years. He's very young and he's really involved. He keeps on asking me my opinion. And I keep on telling him that since several decades, I don't believe in the system. And I'm telling him that you guys at your generation, you're going to have to figure something different because this is not working out for us. And I think he's getting into it, but I'm wondering, like, would you have some insight on what I can tell him at this point? Well, I would tell him that the system has worked perfectly and the system has changed perfectly and the system is malleable. And 
whatever he wants to do, he can do because the system will always be unique to him. Your perspective says it's not working out perfectly. His perspective says it's working perfectly. There's a little conflict there. The conflict's created perfectly because here he is thinking ideas and thoughts about how things should be. He's being programmed in school. He's getting the indoctrination of a society that says you should vote. And here's his mother saying, I don't do that. That doesn't make sense to me. But when you say you're going to have to figure things out, that gives him a little bit of fear. When you say, You'll never, ever, ever have to worry about any of this because it always works out perfectly, as does every other thing in the physical reality. Mm -hmm. Then it lightens him up a little bit. And you say, if you're interested in this, go for it. Find out as much as you can. There is a reason he's interested. This is leading him somewhere. Mm -hmm. All of his interests and passions and desires are leading him somewhere. He gets to go on that journey and he can do it in fear, thinking the system is breaking down and he's going to have to figure it out or thinking the system is working perfectly will always serve the needs of the people who are bringing the energy to it and needing something from it. Those who need something from it are going to get something either in a manifestation event or in support. Fine. It's perfect. Those who are opting out of the system say, hold on here. This government, well, there's some many, many, many positive aspects. I have roads and street signs and lights and electricity and police and fire and all these wonderful things. This, the government is working out perfectly. What's not working? I don't need to be bothered with that because other than that, I don't abide by this institution to any other level than the, my basic needs are met. I don't need social protection. I don't need any protection. I am self-sovereign in this and I am protected and served and secured by a much higher source, which is me, since I am the creator of this reality. It seems like this reality is separate from you. It seems like that government is separate from you. But if you look at your perspective on this, your position on your government is your relationship to some aspect of you. In this case, we'll say your idea of what the government is. So you have a context here and you have a relationship for here. You're either in fear or in love or somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. If you're in fear, you're going to complain and doubt and opt out because you think it's a rotten system. If you're in love, you're going to send love to it and just be inspired whatever you do. You're going to appreciate it. It's amazing how this whole thing is put together and that there's so many good people involved in keeping it together. And yeah, there's differences of opinion, but that's part of the whole system. That's a wonderful aspect of it. And yeah, there probably could be a better way, but there's certainly worse ways. And, and we are ending up with a general organization that is for the greater good because this is the intention of every single member of government. Their underlying intention is for the greater good of the population. Is there little spots of fear here and there? Of course there is. Is there little, little chaos pockets here and there? Of course there is. But that keeps the system balanced and regulated. It keeps it moving. It keeps new desires being birthed. Now, you could take that institution of government and you call it any institution. Marriage, schools, whatever you have you. Any institution has the exact same capacity to be loved or feared. Every institution is malleable based on the intentions of those within that institution and the greater consciousness of the planet. All of it is shifting, all of it is turning, but nothing needs to crumble. Everything will be different in 100 years, but you won't be here, so it doesn't matter.
Yeah. You're here living your life doing what? Fighting against this, fighting against that, resisting this, or going with the flow of it all in joy because you know it's never, ever going to matter. Because the only thing that matters is how you feel in this moment. Mm -hmm. So if you're using that government not to feel good, well, that's you finding an example or finding an excuse not to feel good for you. And when you don't feel good, well, what's happening? You're sort of in that lower, denser dimension, not really hearing the inspiration that's flowing to you. You're not really going on your journey of self-discovery. If you are Pollyanna about it and just say everything's good but not believing it, well, you haven't worked on any limiting beliefs yet. So there's a sweet spot in between there where you say, yeah, I have a mental construct. I was part of the society. I had been programmed in my youth. I have been influenced by other people of what they think is good or bad. I realize that I am self-sovereign and I'm the center of my personal universe and I have access to all information that I need, but I don't really trust it yet because below all of that is this drumbeat of separation. And in that drumbeat of separation, there's fear and there's a need to protect yourself. You tend to protect yourself and judge that which you think is wrong. That which you think is wrong is an illusion. It is always, always right. So all you can do is say intellectually, how can I see my government is right? How can I see those who vote as right? How can I see those who criticize me for not voting as right? How can I go along in my life being flexible and open to the fact that everything is working out perfectly? This would be the vibration closer to who you truly are or this perspective closer. As you raise this perspective closer, what are you doing? Getting closer and closer and closer to who you truly are in that ascension by understanding who you truly are and intellectually and how the system works intellectually and how you feel, you are getting lighter and easier and it becomes clearer. And so as you go along in this journey, if you're in the boot camp or the ascension experience, as you go along this journey being lighter and clearer and choosing higher perspectives, it'll become obvious to you. You can opt out of anything that isn't fun for you. <laughs> Thank you. That was great. Who's next? Autumn is here. Autumn. Hi. Um, so my question, um, can you just expand on the topic um, from a spiritual teacher? Um, I think it was um, Ram Das who said, if you think you're so enlightened, go spend a week with your parents. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm in the the thick of that and it's it's like primordial patterning is coming up and yet I know it's perfect and yet I know that I chose these individuals and my love is so deep but it's just um it's so interesting and right now I'm visiting in the eye of Hurricane Ian is literally moving over us and I'm like oh my gosh this is like the universe reflecting like what's going on energetically here and in the weather and can you just expound upon it? Because you think you reach like a certain level of understanding and then you, you just drop back into this patterning, this resistance, and yet that is 100% perfect and good for you too. But I just want to see like the forest through the trees right now. Excellent. Let's start with the weather. What do you think <laughs> about this weather? I, I feel really neutral about the, the, the physical weather of the hurricane. I feel so neutral about it. Excellent. Um, yeah. And would you say that most people feel neutral about the weather? Oh gosh, no. 
And so um, becoming neutral about the weather is simply accepting what is. Right. So that's great. But that's not the goal here. The goal here is not to simply accept what is. The goal here is to bump up against what causes you to feel some sense of negative emotion and then right. discover why you feel that way. Now, there's no goal in discovering why you feel that way. It's just an acknowledgement of why you feel that way. Why do you feel that way? Because you got some issue going on or some limiting belief. Now, if you resolve this limiting belief, does it really matter in your life? Absolutely not. In a few years, they're going to be up here with us. So who cares? You see? But you have this sort of idea that a family should be able to get along, should have fun together, that if you were a good child, then you would be able to be in the presence of your parents without biting your nails off. And that's simply not the case because this is context. Your relationship to everything in reality is context. How do you feel in relationship with that? Do you feel like a victim or do you feel like the creator? It's sort of hard to feel like the creator of your parents, but that's in essence what is true. You chose them. They came to play their role in your life perfectly to set you on your trajectory so that you could be here now. Those parents were perfect in every moment. They're perfect now. They will forever be perfect. And when you return to the non-physical, you meet up again, you're all in your 30s in the non-physical because you can choose any age that you like and you can interact and suddenly they're, they're your best friends. Why aren't they your best friends now? Because they have a belief structure that's different than you. They have a vibration that's different than you. And you have an ideal in your mind that you would like to live up to. So you're judging them, you're judging yourself, you're judging everyone around you, everyone around you is judging you. That's part of this journey. You cannot escape it. To escape it, would mean to attain some goal that you'd never want to attain because once you attain that goal, you would be so bored with this reality, you would jump out. And then what are you going to do? Sit around in the non-physical? It's boring up there. You came in here to mix it up. You came in here to fight and effort, struggle and control and keep things going and make things different and shake things up. And that's just what your parents are doing with you and what you're doing with them. But isn't it nice that you have some reflection that shows you, oh, there's still a little work to do in this area. There is still a little work to do in that area. Now, in those areas of the close relationships, you can get great joy and great satisfaction or great sorrow and great misery. It's up to you. It isn't better to have great joy and great satisfaction. You're just thinking it's better. It's the same thing that's going on. In fact, the work that you're doing is enhanced by those things that you think are wrong or bad or want to change. So how did you get in this situation with your parents? How did you happen to be there? You could have opted out of that, but no, you made a decision. You made a decision to come in and see what it's going to be like and see if things would be better and see if you could have fun and see if they would be in less fear somehow. Oh, they seem to be in more fear. What a surprise. So now you're in their presence and you get to do one thing, maintain a high perspective that they're perfect as they are, that you're perfect as you are, that nothing needs to change, that everything's good. And then in that you can receive inspiration and have fun and do that. Except that, that's not what you came for. You came to notice your vibration. Your vibration is off. It's not bad or wrong, it's just off. Your perspective when you are in the presence of your parents is brought down to their perspective. And that's why you feel negative emotion because that's the perspective of the victim. That's all you'll ever have to think of. If I'm feeling negative emotion, I've dipped into the perspective of the victim. Okay, all right, I'm here. I'm here a lot. I've been here a lot my whole life. 
I was there a lot in childhood. I was there a lot when I was a teenager. I was there a lot in, when I was younger. I'm in the perspective of the victim around my parents, and I don't like it, and I'm blaming them or something about me for choosing this perspective. Great. That's the journey of self-discovery. You've realized that you're choosing a perception of reality that is not aligning with who you truly are. The difference between who you truly are, that inner self who exists in the non-physical, who can know everything, see everything, and feel everything, and understands everything, and your perspective, right? There's a bit of a difference there. When you raise it, your perspective, when you raise it to meet something closer to your inner self, maybe one step up, one degree closer, you feel good. That's the system. When you decide to drop your perspective in the perspective of the victim that's so in conflict with who you truly are, guess what happens? Your inner self sends you negative emotion. You feel bad. That's all that's going on here. If you realize that all you're doing is getting messages or getting feedback from your inner self to where your perspective is, then you can either not worry about it and, and ride out the storm, so to say, just bear your teeth and, and grin your way through it, or you can have a little experiment. You could say, I'm here. I chose to be here. Why? Well, I, I think they need my help, or they haven't seen the kids for a while, or maybe a little... They'll say something nice and I'll feel better about myself when they approve of what I do. Uh, that's probably not going to happen. I chose to be here for me. That's why you're there. That's the only reason you're there. You chose to be there for you. There's something in this interaction for you. If you go into this interaction understanding that there's something in it for you, not for them, not for your, your husband, not for your kids, just for you. You chose to go in this for you. Why? Because in this interaction is some information about who you truly are. When you walk into an experience with that idea, armed with that perspective, which is very high, you'll be tuned to what's there. Oh, this is why they're so in fear. I didn't even consider that. Their perception of reality causes them to dip into lower emotional states of being and receive urges to complain and wish I was different and, and think things, complain about the government and all these things and complain about the weather, they're perfect. They're perfect because they're showing me a response that I'm having to them. If they weren't operating this way, if they hadn't lived their entire lives and held on tightly to those limiting beliefs, when I interacted with them, I couldn't find my limiting beliefs. They had to be that way. They did it all for me. When you start to see the perfection of how this whole system's working, when you created them so that they could be an avenue of feedback to you that you could not ignore because they're in your face all the time, then you can see them as perfect. And when you see them as perfect, you're looking at them from a higher perspective. When you're looking at them for a higher perspective, you can only feel love. And maybe this lasts for one second, but why not give it, a, give it a little try? Why not have an experiment to see how long Autumn can hold her perspective on her parents? We think the world record is three seconds. So if you can beat that, let's call Guinness and have them load you in that record book as Autumn the Magnificent who held her perspective around her parents for three seconds. 
<laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Thank you. I feel my vibration has risen a little bit. Thank you very much. Excellent. Who's next? Can I take it? <laughs> Julia. Hi. Thanks. Um, in addition to autumn, I feel like this is a pattern autumn. My husband gets to me and I dip down into his vibration. So he's a reflection of me. I get that. And it's interesting because I saw him as perfect last week and the week before and the week before. And then I was noticing all that. And I'm like, oh, I must be ascending, right? And it's like, boom, I ascended. Now I'm back at the bottom again. And I'm like, dang it. So I feel a lot of negative emotion. When he has a manifestation event, so do I. And it's just like, who do I be? How do I be? How do I see this from a higher perspective? Even though like I'm feeling on the inside, like so frustrated and irritated and I'm trying to control things. I want things to be different. I'm aware of it, but the feeling is still so there. Now, the thing I'm having, I understand all that. I'm, I'm okay with it, but I feel like I'm more susceptible to acting on urges. So like I'll carry it into work and I'm frustrated at work or I take it out on my kids, you know, because it's like, I'm not quite calmed down yet. What do I need to know? You need to know that this is an eternal journey, eternal journey of self-discovery that you're never going to get it perfect, that you've never made a mistake, that if you feel negative emotion and if you act on an urge to change a condition, it's not wrong or bad. It's more context. It's more understanding. It's leading you to wanting to be closer to who you truly are, to have a higher perspective, to not be different than you are, but maybe be lighter or less attached to an outcome. Yeah, I can see that. Now, every part of this is leading you to where you truly want to go. So if you had said what you really want is him not to annoy you, him to be exactly what you want him to be. Right. You want that human who you met how many years ago? Like eight or nine. Eight maybe or ten. nine years ago when you were the exact same as you are now or somewhat oh. different? Yeah, very different. To be suddenly where you are and to understand everything you know. Why are you having a manifestation event? Don't you understand that you're putting out a limiting belief? Don't you understand that you're taking perspective of a victim? How would that conversation go? He wouldn't get what you're saying whatsoever because he's not yeah. there. Yeah. Now, of course, he's reflecting perfectly your elevated perception of yourself. That elevated perception of yourself says, I shouldn't get mad. I shouldn't have a manifestation event. I shouldn't drop down into victimhood. I should be different than I am. Do you understand that you're saying to him, you should be different than you are, but what mm -hmm. you're really saying is, I should be different than I am. He's the reflection yeah. of you. You're the one judging him and judging yourself at the same time. You're saying, I want him to be pissed off all the time and have manifestation events, but have it not affect me as a way to control how you feel. <laughs> you see? If you would just be calm and cool and like an angel here on earth, then I wouldn't have to worry about anything. But that's not how you set this up. This is the realm, this earthly realm of mixing it up, of going through stuff, of having judgment, of feeling separated. You came here for this. You didn't come here to 
sit around and feel all connected in one, that happens elsewhere. And it's boring for you because you're an explorer. So you this come is here, definitely not boring. You come here and you say, oh, I'm going to use this law of attraction stuff. I'm going to use these laws of the universe. I'm going to use all this stuff so I don't have to feel bad all the time. So I can get my stuff. So I can make people change by changing myself. And when I elevate, they're going to elevate and everything's going to be kumbaya. Yeah, well, that's part of it. That's part of this, but you have to do it for a while. You have to actually get there and sort things up. You had to sort things up before you even came to this conversation, to this information, to these teachings. You had to go through this up and down victimy life before you realized there might be a better way. And so then you get here and you say, okay, great. This is easy. I'll just snap my fingers and I'll suddenly be enlightened and nothing will bother me. But that's coming from a sense of control. I don't want the negative emotion. So I'm going to do this stuff so I don't have to feel negative emotion because I'll have such a high perspective that this negative emotion, these manifestation events will never come to me. The fact is you want this stuff to come to you. You want to feel negative emotion. You want to really be angry. You want to be dissatisfied. All this stuff is driving you forward. It's like saying, I want this really nice Ferrari, but I don't want to pay for the gas and I don't want to keep it clean. Well, that's part of the whole thing. You getting your Ferrari, but now you got to fill it with gas and you got to do the oil and you got to keep it clean and you got to store it in the garage and you got to do all these things and you got to pay insurance yeah. and you got to worry about other people scratching it. You've gotten a Ferrari. That's your new perspective of yourself. Right. And now you got to take care of the Ferrari. The yeah. Ferrari is faster. Things happen faster now that you've shifted perspective. Things manifest faster. Everything you want comes faster and everything you don't want comes faster. The things now, because everything's coming faster, the stuff that you don't want is really what you want. Okay. You so much want the manifestation events. Because oh in, my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> in this new perspective that you've adopted, you are on this path of self-discovery, solidly. And you have an intellectual understanding of how this works and who you truly are. Now you get to match your reality and how you operate with that reality with your idea now of who you truly are, of yeah. how powerful you are, of how much yeah. a creator you are. And so you don't want to go willy-nilly into this new concept that you're the creator of your reality, that everything's working out perfectly for you, that there is no wrong, that everything is right, and that everything is happening for you in a lot of resistance. If you do it in a lot of resistance, if you're taking things right. too seriously, if you're wishing things yeah. were different, now yeah. you've gone from this high perspective down to a little bit lower perspective, and that's what feels bad. If you mm -hmm. had stayed in your low perspective, you wouldn't really notice how it feels for him to be annoying or to him go, go through a manifestation event. Now you say, oh, that's a manifestation event. He's in fear. He's acting on urges to change the conditions. I happen to be one of the conditions he wants to change or something about what I think is important he wants to change. That's given me fear. I'm dipping down my perspective. I'm acting on urges to change him or to drag it into class and to, to throw it off of my students. Then your students are like, Mrs. Fernandez is in a bad mood today. She must be going through a manifestation event back at home with hubby. We understand that she's dropping down in fear and she's re receiving an urge and she's dumping her urge on us. But because we're at a high vibration and we're just kids, we don't care that much. Oh, 
Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Reshna. Yeah. Hi, Joshua. Thank you. I have been thinking a lot about how I'm creating and how I had created out of fear and lack. And I still do, but I'm trying to pay attention. So the other day, I was on my lawn watering the grass with a hose because the sprinkler system wasn't working. And I was focusing on some of the dry patches on my lawn. And, that, and that's when I said, oh, wait a minute. Am I focusing on lack? Because this dry patch of the lawn doesn't, isn't getting enough water. Then I thought, no, no, let's let me focus on the green patch because that's what I want more of. And then I'm like, no, no, Joshua said be neutral. So I'm like, I like everything. And my favorite part of it all is like being on the grass and just spraying water. And, and then I'm like, man, all this stuff that I've learned about everything from all sources, it's all coming at my head at the same time. And at the end of it all, I'm like, to hell with everything. And I went back inside my house. Well, but by looking at you real- right now, by looking at huh? you right now, we uh-huh. notice that you look lighter and happier and more at ease with life. Uh-huh. But we're just kidding. Because <laughs> you are focused on all this minutia that doesn't matter. That's good. You have preferences. That's good. You're here to sift and sort and make it up and shake it up and figure it out. Let's tell you how you created in this scenario. And, yeah. and my sprinkler system is going off now because it's not, even though it's not supposed to, I'm like, how did that happen? And then it went off again while you're talking. We'll add and- all this up in a way that will not make any sense to you, but everyone else will get it. So okay. let's see how you created. Did you make a decision to go out and water the lawn? Well, back up. Did you get an inspiration to go out and water the lawn? I may have. I mean, did the idea like- at all come to you? That uh-huh. maybe you could water the lawn right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. I, I so think I the did. idea came to you. Hmm. Then you had a decision to make. Am I going to water the lawn or am I not going to water the lawn? Which one did you choose? I chose to water the lawn because I actually like to step outside of my house and be outside. And did you think the lawn needed your help? Yes. Excellent. So the lawn that needs your help because it has a lack of water, that's why you got the inspiration. Or was it an urge? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Inspiration or urge. You made a decision to go outside and water the lawn. So you go outside and water the lawn, and as you're watering the lawn, you have another thought. Ooh, there's a brown spot, bad. Ooh, there's a green spot, good. Then you had another thought. If I'm the creator of my reality, if I'm the creator of my reality, and I'm creating this lawn, then maybe I should water the brown spot because I don't like brown spots. I like green spots. And then you think, hold on. If I just focus on the green spots, the brown spots will take care of themselves. So now you're watering the green green spot. And the whole time the lawn's going, what the hell is she doing up there? Doesn't make any sense. This is how you're creating in every moment. You're not intentionally doing anything. You're not intentionally needing to fix anything. You're not changing anything about the lawn. You're not really doing anything. You're creating from your perspective of everything. So you created the brown spot so you could dislike the brown spot and go out there and water the brown spot and take care of the brown spot. You created this preference for green spots are better than brown spots. You created 
the house where you live in. You bought that house. You moved into the house. You created it all. It's all happening all at the same time with your guidance supporters, your inner self guiding you so that you can have thoughts like this. You can have questions like this. You can have questions that you'll come and be on this forum in front of lots and lots of people all over the world who had the exact same thought you did. If I'm creating this, I should be able to create what I like and not what I don't like. But that's control. That's control. That's all that is. So if you think it's fun to water your lawn, go out and water your lawn. If you think it's fun to damn the brown spots and highlight the green spots, awesome. You get to have that preference. You know what we see when we look at your lawn from the non-physical? Just a bunch of zigzaggy vibration. doesn't mean anything to us. When you stop caring about the lawn, not that you're not going to care about the lawn, but if you start focusing, stop focusing that you need to save the lawn, the sprinkler comes on. Ever notice how that worked? When you stop thinking the world needs you to change it or that you need to change anything in the world because you see it as imperfect, then it will go about its business on its own. But when you're focused on anything that you think is a problem or needs to be corrected or needs to be saved, well, then you're putting your focus on what's wrong. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. It sounds counterintuitive. When you hear law of attraction, you say, look at the positive aspects. And we say, look at the negative aspects. Why do you think they're negative? Why are you in this state of duality? Because that's what physical reality is. You don't have to get out of that, but know what you're doing. And then just laugh at yourself for doing it. I can't believe I'm spending more time on the brown spot than the green spot because the green spots just could go brown again if I don't do them. So what am I going to do here with this? And then you, then you laugh at yourself and then you look at the sunshine and you think, well, how lucky I am to be here. And then you go inside and then five minutes later, the sprinkler comes on. And you can laugh at that this whole thing that you're trying to control it, but the sprinkler's all set to go on anyway. And you say, it shouldn't go on. It's a miracle. God just came down and trimmed my sprinkler. And you'd notice the timer. Oh, that's a different time. Oh, it must have had a little outage in there. Now that's backed up five minutes and it should have gotten on five minutes earlier. And now something happened to it. Don't worry about it. It's just fun. So laugh at yourself the whole time. If you get into that vibration of humor, well, it's a sign that your perspective is really high because you can't laugh when you're feeling like a victim. Wonderful question. Who's next? Okay, I'll go. Excellent, Katie. Hi, Joshua. <laughs> um, okay, so I feel crazy busy right now. I feel uh, broke. I feel like I have a hot, nice boyfriend. I feel a lot of different disparate things and I feel excited about the future but I also feel kind of crazy inside like everything is all crazy but then I don't have money to do all the things that I basically like the world is telling me to do I just would love for you to speak on that Thank well you. you are crazy because you're here talking to a bunch of dead people so don't worry about that Yay. that's part of this whole thing <laughs> You came here for one thing and one thing only, to feel. What's it like to feel? What's it like to feel all the different emotions intensely? What's it like to take things seriously? What's it like to worry? What's it like to pretend that there's some kind of consequence to your action? What's it like to hold on to a desire? What's it like to think something's really important? What's it like to believe that your future is going to work out? What's it like to believe that you're absolutely going to fail and be in misery in your old age? What's it like to feel these feelings that cannot be felt anywhere? What's it like to feel separated? 
it's interesting. It's exciting. It's enjoyable. It's fun. What's it like to get a hold of why you're doing the things you're doing, of why you're perceiving reality in a certain way, of why you have things going well in one part of your life and things that don't seem to be working in other parts of life and, and then putting it all together in a smooth way to elevate the overall perspective, to, to understand who you truly are. What's that like? How does that feel? Well, we'd like to tell you that everything is working out for you. We'd also like to tell you that there is nothing, no lack of money, no lack of time, no lack of resources, no lack of intelligence, no lack of support of any kind. There is no lack. There is no lack. And there is nothing keeping you from doing anything that you're inspired to do. Here's the rub on that. If you're inspired to go skydiving in Peru, that's not the inspiration. The inspiration is, eh, think about it, Google it, see what that would entail. See if anyone else has ever done it. See where that leads. That's the inspiration. The inspiration would never, ever, ever come for anything that you can't afford because you will always have everything you need when you need it to take the action on a inspired idea that's fully thought out. If the inspired idea is not fully thought out, you might jump into action on just the tip of the idea, just where you think it's going to lead to the fruition of some ideal, some fun thing you think you're inspired to do. So the inspiration is always a little bit fuller than you think it is. Don't match it against some ideal you have because the inspiration will always lead to something that is beyond the scope of your present imagination. It's going to be beyond your potential or your possibility to think it through. Because remember, all inspiration is leading you to a higher perspective. That higher perspective cannot be imagined from a limited perspective. So inspiration is always leading you to the unimaginable. When you start to say, I can't, you're trying to imagine it. When you say, here's the inspiration that I think I'm getting in. Okay, I think that's taking me this direction, but that's not it because I don't have the money for that. I don't have the time for that. don't have the wherewithal. Let's look at that inspiration again. What is that inspiration all about? What's the vibration of that inspiration? What can I do in this moment with the resources I have in this moment, time, money, support, all that? What can I do in this moment? Oh, I could do X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z are options and choices based in your current perspective. That is a limited perspective compared to the spectrum perspective that you will have after the experience. If you sit for a moment and raise that perspective just a bit, the inspiration will fill in and you will have a new idea or new possible set of choices, actions, and decisions to make. This is what you want to think about. Anytime you think that you can't act on the inspiration because you're limited in some way, your perspective is too low. Think about who you truly are. Think about why you have this inspiration. Think about what you truly want to learn more about yourself, to feel closer to others, to express your love, to elevate your overall perspective in every area. This is why you want everything you want.
and everything you think you want is just to satisfy some lack or some form of control. This has been an amazing conversation, as always, with human beings who have reached among the highest perspectives on Earth, thinking things in a brand new way. This idea of questioning why you're thinking, why you're doing, why you're acting, why you're, why you're going along with the programming of your youth, why you're listening to others from outside. This act of asking yourself why and realizing that everything is happening for you, you're being led everywhere you want to go, and this is simply a fun playground of self-discovery. This has never occurred before at this level. And this is breaking through to new territories where we're excited to follow you. We can't wait to be with you again. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great questions. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Well, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. It was a lot of amazing stuff in there. Maybe uh, listen to it a couple times over to really get what's uh, going on. There's a lot of layers to this one. Uh, we are having a new boot camp. We have them twice a year. This is the fall boot camp, and uh, starting October 17th, this is a eight-week immersion into an experience. Remember, words don't teach. You can listen to podcasts. You can watch videos. You can read books. That's great, but that's passive. To really get something deep, you need to have an experience, and the boot camp is designed for that experience. You have uh, weekly assignments. You have uh, four calls a week. There's a daily spiritual practice. There's the evening homework with the limiting belief work worksheets. Uh, there's a lot going on, and every part of it is a ongoing experience. You'll have an experience in week one. It'll set you up for week two, and then week two sets you up for week three, and so on and so forth. By the end of it, you'll have a clear understanding of how this reality works, why you're here, who you truly are, what your soul's purpose is, and you'll know exactly how the law of attraction works. The law of attraction does not work the way you think it works. There's so much more to it, and this is why everyone gets stuck. So if you're stuck in the law of attraction, like I was stuck in the law of attraction, this is the next step for you. All you have to do, you're not making any commitments, just send me an email. That's all you're doing. You can back out. You don't have to continue with anything. But if you can just show the universe that you're willing to move in this direction of understanding who you truly are by sending a simple email, well, that's one way to get started. So uh, I hope you do. It's the email is garybodley at gmail.com. And uh, again, thanks for liking and subscribing and sharing this podcast with your friends. And if you can leave a review, boy, that would be fantastic. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye.